I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And I'm Bill Fox. And we love to watch. We love to watch Chris Tember 2020 wrap up. Eve and all my friends are here wrapping up presents it happens once a year i do my best when i'm wrapping my gifts i take a lot of pride when i put the gift inside of the wrap 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 yeah come on say it again y'all the wrap 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 yeah yeah it takes time and it takes a lot of caring Put the ribbon on, feels good when you're sharing. I do my best when I'm wrapping my gifts. I take a lot of pride when I put the gift inside of the wrap wrap. Wrap wrap. Aw, yeah. See it again. The wrap wrap. Hey, Pete. Hey, Bill. Hey. Well, thanks for joining us on December 26th, right on time. Uh... (laughs) We're recording this the day after Christmas when we've stopped our Christmas watching. It's not later. It's that. definitely not later. It's definitely it's not, not because uh, while we were recording a different episode, a guest said, hey, when's your wrap up happening? When's your wrap up happening? Um, <laughs> it's not because and we're like, oh, shit, we kind of forgot. Uh, and also, I think we were just uh, we were burned out on Christmas so much that we were like, I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this shit. I don't want to talk about that. I got all my presents. What's the fucking point anymore? No, <laughs> <laughs> Get all my shit. What am I, what am I waiting for? I got Jesus my fu- is back. I got my fucking gun and my concealed carry permit. I'm Ralphie from Christmas Story. Thirty years later. Yeah, he was definitely at the march on Washington. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I revealed it's not. This, I mean, I'm, I can see the future now, guys. When we're done recording, make sure we do what we always do, where we put the episode in a plastic bag and throw it in the air and hope it somehow gets to one of our houses for editing. It's always worked before, but you could understand if there's a delay in getting there uh, all of a sudden one time because of the wind. The, the drifts. The drifts. Uh, yeah, the strong winds. The strong winds. I blame Bill living in the windy city. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> oh, Peter, you didn't. Uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, um, so, 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 yeah, we're, we're, is, is the jig up yet? Are we allowed? The jig is, the jig is up. We're a little late. It is, uh, January 7th. The perfect time that everyone's got a breather to really, really kind of take in our Christmas. Watch list. We had a lot of time to process. We're happy to share what we ended up going through. So as a quick refresher, you can listen to this. Uh, We did a, much like we do Spooktober, where we try to watch new to us uh, uh, horror movies. We decided this year because we we had been informally watching a lot of new to us Christmas movies every year, Pete and I, that we should do the Spooktober ritual, which is kind of to make a list of movies that we're interested in. And go through the month, in this case, not the calendar month of December, but the day after Thanksgiving, essentially, to Christmas Day, and watch as many as we could and get recommendations from each other and get excited about it and stuff like that. And the idea was, hey, it's Christmas. I'm also going to end up watching all the same movies I watch every year or or, or a big chunk of them, right? I'm going to watch The Santa Claus. I'm going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. I'm going to watch Elf. And that's going to all be mixed up with uh, with the new to us movies because this is my only chance to watch these in a given year. Unlike horror movies, like I try to save some favorites for the end, but I can watch Night of the Living Dead or fucking, you know, Halloween any day of the week. It, it doesn't have to be 
uh, during Christmas where, like, I'm not watching Elf in May. I'm just not. We talked about that at length. It was kind of a joke that we'd be able to do our Spooktober minimum number, which is 31 new to us movies. Peter, I end up watching 33 new to me movies and then an additional 15 or 16 uh, movies that I'd already seen before. I almost watched 50 Christmas movies in a month. And uh, I think what I've learned about myself is that if you make a list and check it twice and make it a challenge, uh, I can uh, put away every other part of my life and focus on that for uh, a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel like this one was particularly it was nice to fill up some of this challenge was nice this year because it actually filled up a lot of uh, free time that I had. Because yeah. I, I, my, uh, I live in Southern California. My family is in the Chicago suburbs. Um, and so I don't like, I don't have to travel. Um, I didn't, I didn't get the, the, uh, the privilege of traveling this year. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of like uh, planning around that time. And like, you know, uh, Oh, I have to get these in before I go because once I'm home, it's going to be a lot harder. Like, I had a lot of fucking time sitting on the couch, sitting on my ass. Like, yeah. Um, there was no. Uh, yeah, you got was, that ass to use. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much holding me back except for just like. Except that ass. The gradual dawning realization that. Uh, that eventually this, 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 uh, I had to pay the piper on this and that like you can only get a slow trickle of christmas joy so long before you have to like <laughs> jack up the dosage um so i did have like a a flare out at the end where i was just like i can't watch any more of these and then i just watched my faves for the yeah. last five days in the month yeah i kind of got into the well i kind of got into a video game and then i was like it's not like spooktober where literally everything in my life takes second fiddle like no books no video games no tv shows this is what i'm doing like especially because it was silly and also i had already watched so many i was like yeah i can also do other things this month that's that's okay um and it was funny though to still get to that um that 33 new like i i I hit the Spooktober challenge, um, a, a new movie a day, essentially, uh, and then some, and then, of course, filled it with, like, a ton of Christmas classics. The other advantage here, though, is that a ton of these I was able to watch with my kids, um, uh, which is helpful. That is not, like, there are those movies during Spooktober, but it's not like this, where the vast majority of what I watched, uh, both repeats and, uh, and new to me, were kid, uh, kid-friendly. Uh, which is not true of what we're doing right now, which is, of course, Jan Xmas, where I watch a new porn every day <laughs> and try to jerk off. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm at seven. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seven. Yeah, seven Bill, how was, your, how was your mental mental state? Did you did you enjoy the Christmas holidays this year? Because you obviously had a lot more time at home, too, because you, you work from home and such. Um, yeah, were you, we were, were, like, hardcore quarantine, trying to, like, not even go out for, like, groceries, you know, in a mm -hmm. somewhat futile attempt to see family members. Um, so, yes, I had a lot of time at home. Um, my work at the time was, like, a lot of conference calls that I could just sit on and pretend to wait for my name. Um, <laughs> so I got a lot of Christmas watching in, I would say. Um, I went in a direction I've never done before towards horror, which 
is like half of my new to me list. Maybe not quite, but I'm glad that I checked off as many of those as I could. So I think I watched something like, I think I watched 37 new to me Christmas movies. Wow. Um, the I King of watched, Christmas Returns. I probably watched twice that in repeats easily. <laughs> um, but But we'll get into it. Yeah, that's pretty fucking impressive. My number was uh, 26, it looks like, just about, um, which is below the 31. And that's just because, like, I, f- I fucking burned out. And, like, the only thing left, the I, I only had endorphins for repeats at that point. But let's start out. Um, so I decided, so as I was uh, kind of making my list, uh, we, we did a whole Muppets month a couple years ago. Um, at this point, maybe last year, I forget. I So I... Uh, I'm a huge Muppet fan, and I, you know, I was familiar with obviously Muppet Christmas Carol, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies, um, and then Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, Christmas Christmas uh, movies of all time. Something I watch pretty consistently since I was like three or four years old. Um, and then uh, for the first time a few years ago, I watched Muppet Family Christmas, which was something that completely passed me by. When I was a child, which is like Muppets plus Fraggle Rock plus Sesame Street characters in the 80s. Uh, and now because all those rights are weirdly split up over a bunch of different people, like it's not released. So you have to watch a shitty YouTube vi- version. But <laughs> Yeah, I watched a few of these on YouTube. Yeah. I, oh, my YouTube. Well, this is what I'm getting into. So I so as I was looking up, like I, I all of a sudden had a hunkering for instead of Christmas movies, I wanted to watch like the made for TV Christmas specials and so i was looking at some lists on wikipedia and found out that there is 16 muppet henson related christmas specials uh and i had no idea and that includes movies that includes muppet christmas carol uh of those 16 11 of them i had never seen before so in my list of 33 i decided i was going to watch all of them um and so that encompasses essentially a third of my list are those Muppet uh, Christmas stuff. And th- the list is weird. Like there is uh, there's a lot more Christmas specials on Sesame Street than than the Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, which came out in 1978. Weirdly, there was also a hour long uh, primetime, not a PBS uh, Sesame Street special, but a primetime one in 1978, the same year that Christmas Eve on Sesame Street that is uh, basically out of print and almost wholly forgotten. I watched it on YouTube, which is um, it just has Sesame Street and Oscar the Grouch and then a cast of celebrity characters. And it is fucking terrible. It's called a special Sesame Street Christmas. But they kind of kept doing that. And, like, if I saw the covers of them, I always assumed that they were, like, clip shows or something weird because a lot of those straight Sesame Street um, – DVDs are just like, you know, Elmo introducing Sesame Street segments because there were so many. But no, most of them are standalone, like, hour-long movies. Uh, Everything from, like, Elmo Saves Christmas to Once Upon a Sesame Street to Elmo's Christmas Countdown. Uh, So there's about five of those, and I watch those. And there's stuff that you've probably heard of, like John Denver uh, and the Muppets, which is also uh, John Denver's Christmas with the Muppets, which everyone probably has heard the album. The special's never been released on home video, but you can find it on YouTube, which I did. But then there's some super weird stuff in there. There is – I'll I'll just – Throw Lady Gaga and the Muppets Holiday in the garbage from a couple years ago. It's fucking terrible. Don't watch that. <laughs> um, and there's like another random like straight to video Muppet Christmas movie 
called Letters from Santa, which Peter confused with. It's a very, very Muppet Christmas movie, which was like pre Jason Seagal rebooting. Like, I don't know, I guess another fucking Christmas thing, which which isn't very good. But then there's some super, super weird stuff. Uh, There is something. The first one in there is from 1970. It's called the Great Santa Claus Switch. And it is like so this is pre this five years before the Muppet show Ed the Ed Sullivan show basically gave their hour long show to Jim Henson to do a Christmas movie starring his creations, the Muppets. And it's uh, yeah, it's about this like in evil Santa wizard who who kidnaps Santa and pretends to be them to steal toys from kids. It's not great, but but it's odd. I don't know if that is appealing to you. Um, and then uh, there's a couple movies. One's called um, Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree, uh, which is an adaptation of a kid's novel, like from the 40s or whatever that I'd never heard of, called Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. It was uh, produced by uh, Henson's companies after Henson died. And it's just Kermit the Frog introducing the story and then a bunch of other, like, uh, you know, animal Muppets, because the whole thing is they take a Christmas tree and there's like a family of chipmunks or squirrels or whatever living in it. Uh, the But it also has human actors, which is this is 1995. The two human leads are, or sorry, three uh, human leads are uh, Stockard Channing, Leslie Nielsen, and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> uh, which it was actually pretty good. Like, it was fun. And then one that you've probably only seen, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, on Christmas, on, like, uh, internet crack-type lists, is the Christmas toy, which is all Muppets. Kermit the Frog weirdly introduces it, uh, just like uh, Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. And it is essentially what Toy Story ripped off wholesale. It's all Muppet toys. They are alive when people leave the room, and they're aware of their toys and everything else. And a new toy comes who does who's like an evil witch that doesn't know it's a toy. And everyone tries to like um, stop her because by not knowing that she's a toy, it's causing problems for everyone else. But it's a little darker than Toy Story because here's the deal. This magical universe and the way that the the magic works in the Toy Story universe or the the, the, uh, Christmas toy universe is like. There can't be an evil Sid situation. You can't have the toys fuck up or use their powers to show humans because humans cannot know that the toys are alive. So if a human were about to catch you moving, you uh, you become limp. You become like a, a limp toy forever. <laughs> you basically die. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you don't die in Toy Story. But Toy Story, it's like there's explicit. some sort of magic barrier where as soon as they walk in the room, they go completely inert. And there's some sort of like rubby magic on their on the corner of the kid's eyes that they never actually see their toys doing anything. But but like with Sid in the first one, like they make a, you like, know, we got to break a few rules here and they scare the kid. Like it's a choice that they're making in some level. This one, basically, if you're about to get caught, uh, the, the magic of the universe stops you forever so they like have a funeral for one of their toy friends who did who didn't uh freeze in time and was caught by someone wow (laughs) yeah awesome uh yeah it's actually it's it's like it's pretty entertaining it's uh there's actually some um it is not one of the most of these um besides the sesame street ones you have to find on youtube like john denver mr willoughby a great santa switch christmas toys on amazon prime in an hd version so uh, definitely worth checking out. So this was a fun mini marathon uh, in the middle of my in the middle of my Christmas. Um, 
watching. But that search for Christmas specials also made me find this uh, this movie called A Carol for Another Christmas, which is uh, directed by Joseph Mankiewicz and written by Rod Sterling and starring Eva Marie Saint, uh, Sterling Hayden, uh, Robert Shaw, Pat Hingle, and Peter Sellers. What That's a basically cast. like great cast. Uh, it's you can't even find it on YouTube. I ordered this DVD from a company that prints them and doesn't print anything else but like weird old TV specials. And it wasn't supposed to arrive till January 10th, and it came two days before Christmas. So I was able to watch it this year. It is super interesting. It is like it, it's the Christmas Carol, but it's like it could be easily a stage version because it's just the main character. Um, you know, talking to a ghost and basically walking through his life, with the exception of the the Ghost of Christmas Future, uh, which is a little bit more like um, showing the aftermath and like this evil circus when society has been brought down. But it's it's like strictly an anti-capitalist. Um, like it is basically just like, hey, all your war and all your attempts to make money are destroying this country. In the end, the country is destroyed. And he like walks through this thing of like people who have to. And it's about like how personal, how like the the quest for money is being disguised as personal freedom, and how that. Uh, so like the cult at the end that puts them on trial is called the Me Cult, and like. It's like, yeah, you can leave whatever you want, me, 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 if you know, in the trial. But then they're like, but we can do whatever we want too, and we're gonna kill you. <laughs> um, so it like, like politically, it felt ripped out of the time. Acting wise, it's great. I said to Peter, I felt like I was giving him kind of a soft sell on it. And I, Peter, you were kind of messaging me like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? This seems all amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, again, the my caveat is not necessarily the movie's fault it is the um the copy the only copy i could find looks like someone used an 80s video camera to record a shitty vhs um (laughs) off the tv like sat there like they were fucking like the uh uh, pirating a movie in seinfeld time i'm not uh a quality like you know i i I won't dismiss a movie out of hand because the quality is bad but i mean I'm sure it's not anyone's fault. I'm sure it's some old tape dub. That, they used to tape all... over this shit back in the day. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's a one-time special, right? So, but by the time the movie was over, the uh, the other thing that made it really tough is that the audio sync was uh, starts bad but gets progressively worse. And I tried, like, you know, modern TVs, you can fuck around with the sync. Even leading my sync as far as it could go, like other characters were speaking <laughs> in the line from ten seconds ago was was going so I could not it make was, it through that that kills I, me Let I know I, the quality but that's just that's just someone that recorded it from a VHS but didn't fix the tracking right I have no idea but like it wasn't like not to seem like oh unless it's in 4K just throw it in the garbage <laughs> like literally other like it wasn't like a, a millisecond behind and just frustrating like. Someone else would be talking in the line from 30, you know, not 30 seconds ago, but two seconds ago would be coming out of someone's <laughs> mouth. And at like, that point, just stop looking at the screen. I did. I did for a while. Yeah. I mean, and just tried to, like, get a sense of it. So it, it, I would, God, I would kill for someone to somehow get that and do whatever work would be needed to make it to make it watchable. So my my recommendation is not based on content. It's just the extreme challenge of getting through it. Uh, so a couple of things I, uh, I'll call out and then we'll, we'll move on. Um, 
So I saw just a kind of a group of recent stuff that I really liked. Um, that includes Happiest Season, Let It Snow, Christmas Again. Um, Loved Let It Snow. Yeah, Let It Snow was really good. Did you end up watching Christmas Again? Christmas Again. I did not. Oh, uh, it was. it's like a, like a super low, low. It's kind of like before Indies became big again with A24. It's like from like 2013 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like some guy... With a budget, with no budget, made it, uh, and it's, it's it's pretty enjoyable. It kind of really has that sad melancholy of a New York Christmas when you're kind of just like he's the guy who sells Christmas trees and kind of is just alone. Um, it was good. Uh, uh, stuff like uh, there's some stuff that was just okay, like the Nutcracker Christmas one. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of. I really did like Tra- I Trapped the Devil, Peter. Oh, mm-hmm. I I kind of liked uh, other recent ones. I kind of liked. I liked Alien. Uh, X-Mess, which, Peter, I think you liked even more than me, so I'll say that oh, yeah. to talk about. I love that one. And then uh, Godmother, the Disney one uh, with Jillian Bell and Isla Fisher, I thought was was pretty fun. Like, kind of like how I felt about Noel. Like, oh, that's charming and nice. Like, three stars. Um, <laughs> I didn't really like Last Christmas at all. I, I, uh, that movie made me mad. I uh, I heard, heard good things, and obviously I like everyone involved, basically. Wait, which one was Last um, Christmas? It has uh, someone you really like in it, um, Amelia, Amelia Clark? Clark from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watched that last year. That was Yeah, it's also got, like, great. Henry Golding and Michelle Yeoh, and, you know, Paul Feig makes good movies. I mean, and I assume I've seen it if it's, a, you know, a Christmas movie. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I saw it last year. It was surprisingly disappointing. Yeah, yeah it's too, it's overlong, and it has a, I don't know if it's a t- spoiler to say there's a twist, but there's a twist in it that kind of, to me, invalidated a lot of what I enjoyed about the movie, and I know it's kind of uh, uh, cliche to complain about a twist late in the movie, but, like, they keep doing these twists where I'm like, what you already had is more interesting than the twist. I also, I guess I just something did... cool. <laughs> I know, I also didn't buy any of the characters, like, I felt like it was poorly acted in a way that, um felt fake i i don't know like it's it wasn't very good anyways uh the last thing i'll just talk about is you know one of the best things about so many of i think our favorite christmas movies growing up were like movies from the 30s and 40s and stuff like that like it's a wonderful life miracle on 34th street stuff like that um and you know last year i found remember the night which i fucking loved and there there are a lot of those so i watched a few of those uh, one i referenced on our precap show which was beyond tomorrow which was this uh, one about like three ghosts, basically. Um, it was kind of like this lost one that got renamed a few times, but it's three ghosts that try to help these two people fall in love and then leave them their fortune. And then they, it, it, I gotta tell you, it's okay. Like it's like three and a half stars, whatever. Um, it has the wildest ending of any movie I've ever seen. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Let alone that, like I can see why this went a little bit to the dust bend of history because I. I wish I could talk about it because, like, I would encourage you if you have 80 minutes in the Christmas season and want to watch a movie from 1940 to watch it. But uh, they do back away from their ending a tiny bit. Uh, but holy shit, there's just something that just comes out of fucking nowhere. And I, I, what is it? I was, Where did you watch? I it? literally had my jaw on, like, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I've never, uh, I, I can't remember, especially in a movie like that wasn't, I, that probably wasn't purposely have a twist. I just, it's fucking wild. I texted Peter like, this movie is insane. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
Two that I really liked, uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue, which is kind of just one of those weird forgotten ones, but it's on HBO Max and stuff like that now, too, about, like, a bunch of poor people pretending to live in a house and um, over Christmas or over, like, uh, the Christmas break and stuff like that. And, you know, of course, two people finding love and there's an old hobo that's been going into this rich person's house every year when he goes to Florida. And it kind of takes a little bit to get what's going on because there's like a secondary layer of it but i really liked it i found it extremely charming uh and then one i fucking loved which is definitely my favorite movie i new movie i watched is christmas in july uh preston surges's first movie um that will easily be maybe not a christmas rewatch but a uh a frequent rewatch rewatch for me and the reason i said it might not be a christmas rewatch is uh no christmas takes place in christmas with Ju- in july <laughs> <laughs> It is it it is called Christmas in July. The the Blu-ray cover has a wreath around it. Like it has the to the couple in it, uh Dick Powell and Ellen Drew in a wreath. It says Christmas in July. The colors on the cover are red, uh red and green. Uh it's on a lot of best Christmas movies lists. Uh it literally takes its Christmas in July as like a windfall. <laughs> Serious. Like that's what it means. <laughs> which eventually became like a marketing term right like it's a way to get get sales in the middle of summer i guess yeah yeah i mean it did i mean it's from 1940 but it is fucking fantastic highly recommended you don't even have to wait it's 67 minutes long peter you don't even need to wait till christmas just watch it it's fucking great uh so with that peter what what did you watch during the Yuletide. Um, all right. So really quickly, something you kind of touched on was the Muppets thing. I took a, a brief jump into there um, to give myself some uh, Christmas joy on Christmas Day um, was Christmas Eve on Sesame Street and a Muppet, a Muppet Family Christmas. I pushed, uh, I mean, both are fantastic, but I pushed really hard on Christmas I watched Eve. those two and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which is a, that one was a repeat. Um and, I, and so was Muppet Family Christmas. Um, and the fact that in like two and a half hours, you can watch like all this, this like actually very high quality Muppet stuff means I might just do that circuit every year. Just yeah, that's Muppet good. Christmas I mean, those Carol, are the... Christmas Eve on Sesame Street and Muppet Family Christmas. After after uh, watching 16, those are the three that I will rewatch. They're they're uh, yeah, I, I just uh, skimmed your cream of the crop right at the end of, of Chris Timber. So um Christmas Eve on Sesame Street was one that I realized we had some sort of clamshell box uh, VHS of as a kid. And I had I'm counting this as a fresh watch because I genuinely yeah. remember none of it. But um, well, you remember started... the skating. <laughs> yeah, I remembered that it starts off with a bunch of ice skating and, and it started with the ice skating. I was like, this is cute. Is the whole thing on ice? <laughs> um, please, please make it not be. Um it's extremely heartwarming. Um, it's it's there's something about both of them that their uh, TV production value of that era for some reason makes me feel really warm and fuzzy. Something about that yeah. fake snow. Um, yeah, I probably agree. like fucking I don't know asbestos. Um, is it's just nostalgia triggers. Like I remember seeing stuff like this when I was yeah yeah. It's it, <clears throat> it was really heartwarming. That was something I was really glad you pushed on me. Um, Muppet Family Christmas made me cry like a baby. Um, it's just something that it's just something that like touches me deep inside. Um, as per other highlights, 
Um, Alien Xmas is a short movie on Netflix. Uh, that was one of the best Christmas things I saw this year. Um, genuinely terrific stop motion. Yeah. Um, really funny, really snappy. Gets in and out. Um, uh, you know, um, with a pretty clever concept. Actually, gets in and out. Um, uh, pretty quickly. Um, big fan of that. And then the other one that was like a true like. I, I think this is along with Elf is like one of the best Christmas movies since 2000 is uh Claus or Klaus, whatever. Yeah. I was so bummed. I didn't get to that. I gave you didn't Maya a Klaus. choice one day. Yeah. Hold on. I gave Maya a choice one day. Klaus or 1997's Jack Frost. <laughs> and I gave sort of the preview of both. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I've now seen 1997's Jack Frost. <laughs> and I have not seen Klaus. Uh, My kids. Well, you sound surprised around. that I've never seen Klaus. I am. I think I was it's... surprised in the precap too. Um, but I'm more upset that Aaron didn't get to it. Me too. You can watch genuinely it one of the best things. You want if you uh, we can I, arrange a Zoom call where you yell at my kid. <laughs> I mean, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what you need then. <laughs> well, I don't yell at my kids. Um, I will. Yeah. But yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I just tire it out. That's I my hate kids. people to yell my kids. What is, I watched both Miracle on 34th Streets. Um, that was another, the old one from 1957, 47, 47. Uh, the original from 1947 was uh, also one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen before. Not sure why I waited so long. Really glad that it's just sitting on Disney+. Plus. Um, and then I watched the remake, Miracle of 34th Street, which is completely cynical and useless. And I, I did not like it very much. <laughs> yeah, I know, Great cast, though. Good. Like, really Great charming cast. cast um great cast. But yeah very much the hey instead of like a charming world that everyone lives in to, to the most part what if everything sucks because it's the 90s <laughs> um i watched uh meet me in st louis which i was putting up putting off for a long time um and i really liked really loved that um really charming moved really fast um and it ends with a tearjerker moment i cried a lot in chris Timber this year uh, yeah, I mean, that's also a really good one. You can movie. watch that for Chris Timber. You can watch it for Trollgust. <laughs> <laughs> it has a great Halloween sequence where all the kids are trying to be the most awful little kid. They're all wearing these horrifying 1920s uh, <laughs> Halloween masks. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched that for the first one either last year or the year before when we kind of did a mini version of these. And I did don't air think it I've ever seen a back... non-Wizard of Oz Judy Garland movie. I had to have. No, I don't Hold think on, I you... have. No, I. Oh, I, okay, sorry, sir. But like, I'm, I'm like thinking out loud. I'm wondering, could that possibly be true <laughs> for me? Specifically? Uh, other highlights. Um, I'm checking. Other highlights. Let it snow. Aaron touched on, but I really love that one. Um, I, 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 I just think it, 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 all. It's really clever with how it subverts high school tropes. Um, yeah, it's, it's really sweet. Very smart. Um, it's. I saw it on a list as the best Netflix Christmas movie, and like. I can't really disagree with that. I didn't get a chance to see Jingle Jangle. Um, That was also offered to my daughter. Um, And once again, we we watched Jack Frost from 1997. (laughs) Um, I watched Jingle Jangle. I wasn't wasn't super impressed. The production value is really cool. The dancing is so energetic and fun. But the thing that matters most in these musicals is is songs, right? And... um, I only really liked the villain songs. Uh, like Keegan-Michael Key has a bunch of really fun songs as the villain. Mm-hmm. 
and his stuff rules. But Aaron, you have a you have a stronger stomach for musicals than I do, so um, maybe yeah, you... we thought you were getting there, but you just never know. Um, I guess I've also seen Judgment at Nuremberg, which Judy Garland <laughs> is in. So, uh, Wizard of Oz, Meet Me in St. Louis, Judgment at Nuremberg. I don't wish you a Merry Christmas, Mister <laughs> Mister Goebbels. <laughs> Um, all three are Christmas movies. I uh, uh, so yeah. Let it snow, Bill. What would you say is the best Netflix Christmas movie? What's your uh, favorite? My if favorite? you say the Christmas Bride or whatever that fucking movie is that we've watched three of, oh, God, it's the no. Christmas Princess Bride. Duh. I mean, I would say that probably Klaus is the best. Klaus is so good. I mean, I saw Let It Snow last year. Like, I don't know why you guys are so behind on some of the more mainstream ones um so i didn't rewatch that one this year so i can't remember it as well but i, I liked it i just it wasn't a rewatch for me this year i yeah, think sorry, that Bill, we'll santa try chronicles. to watch more movies i think that and santa chronicles are the ones i'll and klaus are the ones i'll actually rewatch the most i think let it snow is christmas better. chronicles is good i i decided to opt out of the sequel because everyone was saying it was oh terrible. it's uh so yeah i watched christmas chronicles too which it's better uh, on like viewing like i don't know probably 10 or 12 christmas chronicles <laughs> too like you, you you can really change position on those elves yeah you start bleeding out of your eyes and then all you can see is blood and it's just it's a grand improvement right yeah my kids vastly prefer two uh to one in that case and it is frustrating uh just on a production note i will not be recording uh after the bathroom break today because i'm going to get a vasectomy tonight uh <laughs> uh christmas chronicles 2 they have those over 24 hours during covid (laughs) yeah if if you in in case you find out uh that your friends with kids uh had to watch christmas chronicles 2 they're like they're like well you could just not have sex tonight and you're like no that's not his decision because if you get just like you get sir sir if you get a vasectomy you will also not have sex tonight you realize that right uh so uh christmas chronicles 2 they took my least favorite part of the first movie uh the fucking minions ripoffs and then made 80 percent of the movie about the minions ripoffs wow wow it's one one of the worst movies i saw this year um wasn't that bad I don't even remember the Minions ripoff from the first one. So. They're the elves. The elves are little Minions ripoffs. I don't remember the elves that well. Um, I, I remember. I mostly remember Kurt Russell being good at and and trying to convince people he's Santa Claus. He's good at being hot Santa. Um, I was also surprised by. Uh, so let's just touch on a few movies that um, I just did, didn't really like, but whatever. Um, I didn't really like Bad Mom's Christmas, but I, it had a, a common theme with uh, Ron Howard's Heather Grinch Stole Christmas and Christmas on the Square, uh, that they're all um, not great Christmas movies where Christine Baranski is in it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I have to talk about the funniest thing about Bad Mom's Christmas. Bad Mom's Christmas. Well, it's the funniest great. thing for me is that I got 90 minutes into the movie without realizing it was a sequel. It's a to, sequel. To, to a movie called Bad Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just a movie called These Bad, Mom. Bad Moms have a whole thing going on But they're really like Pulp Fiction There's a universe that exists outside of Bad Moms Christmas That no one knows about <laughs> The Bad Moms You just have to infer how they became Bad Moms <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad Moms, the Casey Anthony story um, 
But yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't. That's that's worst, mom. <laughs> I I don't really know. I don't really. It, it's 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 a fine whatever comedy. I laughed a couple times, but it's just it's a movie you watch and then you never ever watch again. Um, I mean, that's how I, I feel about you, bad there moms. Was, there were ba- but... I didn't know there was so much to cover about those bad moms. Don't you want to know what the instigating incident is when they became bad moms? <laughs> <laughs> I assume it involves a baby abandoned at a fire station. I can't. Even, I saw the movie when it came out. I don't remember, but it had to have made all three go bad at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they all were corrupted by the Tesseract at the same time. Mm. Um, one that I I really was uh, disappointed in was Happiest Season. Um, it's cute. It's fine, but it's not particularly funny, and I didn't root for the main couple to win. So it's yeah. kind of one of those movies where you're like. I just, it's like a Hallmark movie, and then I get really mad towards the end, so it's kind of worse than a Hallmark movie, but it's also better than a Hallmark movie because it's genuinely well, like, made. Um, I just think the script isn't great. Um, Yeah, and I think... uh, It kind of boxes in some great actors with a portion. Boxes in some great actors, and I also just think that the... The tone of the movie is was wrong for Kristen Stewart. I think it's, she is not playing light family comedy christmas romantic comedy she's playing like amazing actor Kristen stewart and i feel like that totally fucks up the whole movie i want i want to see clea duvall make either a movie about a couple that you really genuinely root for or make a movie that what this movie seemed to be what it was for 90 percent of its runtime which is about a a couple slowly dissolving like i either want to see her blue valentine or i want to see her hallmark movie but this doesn't really fit as either of those yeah, agreed. It it really does. And again, I think if you if you made the whole thing light, or you made it like not uh, a coming out story, and like a hey, I came out and now I'm coming home with my girlfriend, and my family's weird and conservative, like just like the a home for the holidays comedy. I think you because there's just too yeah, it's it's totally confused. I really wanted to like it more than I did. Me too. Um, I like yeah. It's it's not bad. I would watch it again. It is just. Uh, a little bit of a mess. Uh, transitioning more into other movies I don't like, and we'll transition towards horror movies. Uh, the Polar Express. Uh, the Robert Zemeckis, The Polar Express. Um, yeah. I don't know why we didn't cover that this year for Cursed Christmas. This movie genuinely is a cursed object. And I was just, my I could feel my soul getting sucked into the frame in every moment it went on. Ge- genuinely don't like this movie. Um, not one pip. Um, I can't imagine how there's there's a christmas carol adaptation and everyone even people that like this movie are like don't watch the christmas carol adaptation yeah, christmas, christmas carol adaptation is bad look peter i don't i can't explain it i never read the book um i have now though because i bought it my uh, daughter loves this movie so much i i uh wrote her her santa gifts this year uh, came with this book and an inscription inside from santa I can't explain it. I think this is a really good movie and a movie that really gets my Christmas uh, Christmas cheer up and it feels like magical in the way that Christmas movies are supposed to. Again, I never read the book. I saw the movie on DVD for the first time in 2006, which means I was 23 years old. Uh, and I still enjoy watching it. I do agree that because it's 2004 CGI – 
that uh and because it's basically a video game it could really use a remastered edition like for the <laughs> ps5 I yeah think, by the I team think... that made demon souls remastered should remaster polar express agreed yeah i think blue point should blue point game should do uh uh, uh, a remake of Polar Express, and they should move up- the positions of the mobs yeah. and everything. To definitely get, like, some need some yeah. for the old fans. Yeah, upresed graphics. Uh, you know, maybe uh, sixty frames per second, uh, or on performance mode, thirty frames per second. But you can adjust the tint. Um, but uh, I do. I love this movie. I was wondering. I was wondering what you'd think of it, and you really went the cursed Christmas route. But I, uh, yeah, Peter, I think this movie is good, and I think. I don't know if I want to go so far to say that you're wrong, but whatever it's doing is working for me. <laughs> I would. Uh, it's a movie. Uh, it's a movie similar to The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, though, where I, I I'm going to watch it again at some point. Like I wasn't I wasn't bored. I was horrified. Um, so, Bill, you really like the yeah, Bill, author. Bill really likes this. Uh, I love Do the you? author. The movie loves it. Took a while. His favorite to movie. Around to. Um, I do okay. love the author. There, I think I didn't really. It is my ideal Christmas story, like from the same yeah. thing you said, but like it wasn't until like probably, you know, screening 100 because I have a <laughs> three-year-old who loves trains more than anything and the only thing better than trains is a Christmas train. Um, <laughs> he just loves Christmas train. So that is the movie like we watch all the time throughout the year. Um, so eventually I grew to like, like it's, you can kind of lower the volume and it kind of blends into the background and gives me the holiday spirit. So. <laughs> it's it's I've like to it's, it. it's got a really good score. Like the the Christmas music in it is really pleasant. Um, uh, so a couple horror movies that didn't really Christmas horror movies that didn't really work for me. Dead End. Um, I mean, you can if you like Ray Wise screaming at his family and that that's fun, I guess. But it's it's kind of repetitive and dull. Um, Death Sember. I was really bummed out by. That was my biggest disappointment. Definitely. I think maybe his biggest disappointment of the year um it's way it's way cheaper and um more like cobbled together than i wanted it to be and it's also super fucking long so i was like it's one of those it's one of those uh it's one of those anthologies where they're like we need to have 25 shorts and you're like no you don't and then they're like but what if five of them are good and i'm like you that then it's a a one star movie (laughs) if i like five out of 25 but uh, the it is one of those things similar to ABCs of Death where I'm like, if this was a 45 minute thing that's just the best of the this bunch, like I would be pretty happy with it. But the the downs, you just have to you have to like hit refresh every time. It's very exhausting because you just have to hit refresh every eight or ten minutes on yourself and be like, Okay, new story, new director. They don't know what the la- how bad the last one was. Like, let's give it another go. And like, it, that's just so much more exhausting than the normal. I think I think the anthology f- format is really rewarding at like four entries, and anything more than that, it just gets tiring. Yeah, I agree. I think there's notable exceptions, but yeah, ABCs of Death for- and and December both are like, what if we did twenty five or twenty six of these? I'm like, that's that's clearly too many. It's why not give your budget to five people and then throw away your dumb concept. Um, and, and then now moving on to uh, a couple Christmas horrors I liked. Obviously, we talked about Black Xmas and Black Christmas, both big fans of that one, as well as obviously the original. Um, and this one was it was I was told it was a Christmas movie, but it's not really. I mean, unless you count anything about 
um, Supernatural Birds is Christmassy. But uh, anything for Jackson was awesome. One of my favorite movies of 2020, uh, 100%. Um, and it's directed by this guy, Justin G. Uh, Dyke, Dick, D-Y-C-K, who, if you click on his filmography, it is a fucking treat. Because it's nothing but these fucking terrible Hallmark and Lifetime and Netflix <laughs> movies. Uh, and none of it's it's all of them. And then one vicious looking horror movie in 2020. So this guy, it's so the narrative in my head is that this guy went nuts. Uh, I don't know if that's true um, or if he just really liked working. Um, and those movies were, were paying the bills and, you know, good on him. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it, I think. Holiday was really cute too, I guess. Oh, and um, oh, so Creep Show Holiday Special is really cute. It's essentially just a oh, yeah. episode of Creep Show. Um, it's got uh, Adam Pally in it, and they name drop Naperville in it. It's very, oh. very interesting. It's it's like Creep the Creep Show Netflix, uh, the Creep Show Shutter Show feels specifically just made for me. Um, and then Silent Night Deadly Night Four Initiation, which I almost forgot because it's not a Christmas movie. Um, but it is awesome. It's, um, Bill, you should throw that on your next year's list. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 initiation, because it's essentially, uh, it's by the guy who did Society. And he was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely make a Christmas movie. And then he went and he was like, I'm going to make actually a movie about a lesbian bug cult. Um, and, <laughs> and, and in certain scenes, there'll be Christmas trees and menorahs on the table. Uh, so Bill. Yes. Dirty dog. What you? What did you? What are your highlights of the month or your lowlights? Okay, so my highlights. I guess we'll hit it by category. I'll just stay in horror for a minute. Um, yeah. Oh, you watched some great ones. Oh, I I had a treat, guys. I mean, honestly, thank you. It was a ton of fun. So I watched the um, Code Pierre Noel or Game Over, <laughs> the thirty six fifteen, um, the French film, which was just bonkers um and yet oddly enjoyable immediately preceding that i had watched um was it better watch out better watch out that was a complete surprise to me probably one of my favorite ads for the christmas season love it um so i had to put that on there uh other highlights surprises i watched Anna on the apocalypse twice which like I can't remember the last time so I watched good. a musical twice, um, yeah. but I love that one. Awesome. Uh, God, what were the other horror ones? I watched Krampus. I watched Saint. I watched Krampus with my six year old. She loved it. Yeah, that's frightening. My my <laughs> six year old, not even close. I watched Christmas Evil, which was pretty wacky and definitely something you should watch. Um, yeah, Christmas Evil is great. A Christmas horror was good. I watched this really low budget one called Mercy Christmas. Um, that was mildly amusing. Um, I'll check that out. Is that, uh, is that movie made by Jesse Kinsopoulos? <laughs> it is. From um, Jesse and the Rippers. Oh, it is. Yeah. And they all come home yeah. for Christmas in California. Mercy Christmas. Because <laughs> um, he likes Elvis. Yeah. And just turns out the family tradition on Christmas is eating their guest. Is this thing on? <laughs> 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 no, we all got Jesse Kinsopoulos. <laughs> we got the joke. Nope. Uh, can you do it again? <laughs> From Jesse and the Rippers with their hit song Forever. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really feeling Christmas today, guys. Just killing it. I watched the 
turtles thing, which you guys told me to watch, and that was awful. I love it. I did. I watched the turtles thing too, and I sent it to my entire family, and I got a lot of "Why the fuck did you tell us to watch?" (laughs) (laughs) We wish you a turtle Christmas. Yeah, I watched Uh, all the all the rest of them pretty much. Um, it was what is it was it as good as the clips in everything is terrible's uh edit of it well i watched the uh we wish you a turtle christmas first i did watch the everything terror is terrible holiday special three times and um sent it to my brother as a christmas gift and even though i was familiar with everything is terrible from youtube it everything is terrible finally fully clicked for me um and as peter knows i have bought now everything they've produced and i've been watching it <laughs> post christmas <laughs> it's uh it's brutal like you uh since is once you get that bug in you like at first you're like this is kind of annoying and then you get that bug in you and like you just like understand their language uh it's, it's yeah you just sit and just watch clip after clip after clip and then eventually you're like speaking in in memes that only other everything <laughs> is terrible people understand yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, this was, the, yeah, this was, this was a fun exercise. I would totally like oh, Wait, to do... Bill, Bill's only on category one. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry. Yeah, Bill, go on. Like I said, I, I watched pretty much all the other categories. Um, that's not what true. What was the best, what was the best Hallmark? So wait, did you watch any of the old classics for the first time? Because you have been a little bit reticent to do old classics in your, like, before we started making you watch a few. I watched none of them. Okay, great. I, I rode the, the tide and it kept me away from digging those up although i do kind of want to listen or watch beyond tomorrow because i promised i would so i will get to it um if i had to pick bests from each category bill i want you to watch it just so i can talk to someone about the last five minutes i'll watch it um, i told you i would i'll watch we're it gonna have to, we're gonna have to start a separate chat until peter watches it that's just the beyond christmas ending chat yeah. Um, okay. I, I don't really have best of. I would say a California Christmas on Netflix, which. Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch that. I was live texting through, I think, to you guys. Um, it, it, it hits the stereotype perfectly. I'm a fan. Um, there's probably. You like California Christmases. You love mixed nuts. Yes. I guess that's just the thing, even though I say I would prefer the other. My favorite horror definitely was Better Watch Out. Um, what's the other category that, oh, the older ones that I revisited? Uh, we, we said, yeah, Christmas specials. I think for you, yeah, best Hallmark type Christmas movie, but I guess, um. I'm going with California Christmas, even though it wasn't Hallmark, it was Netflix. The Princess Switch switched again, disappointed me. Um, wasn't awful, but didn't. But it was part of the, we found out it was part of the. Yes. The be- Christmas Princess universe. That is probably the best part of the whole movie for me. It is. That's the part, that's the only part I perked up. That movie is just so convoluted. Yeah. But thinking about this as a Christmas universe gets me very excited. Like now they're like, kids can go to boarding school together. Like the number of spinoffs. Yeah. Christmas spinoffs. Let's here walk through crazy. how it would make you excited. Like, could they play the family game of Svetlania or wherever the fuck they're from <laughs> together? Like that fucking stupid game that put the thing on the tree, put the thing on the tree. Yeah. This will keep us occupied for eight hours. <laughs> I, I think someone should steal that treaty again and bring it to the princess so that she can, you know, align with the Asians. Cause wasn't the other place in financial trouble? Like, see this, uh, it's just, I think they were all in fight. Who knows? Layers Who on layers on layers. It was the Christmas Prince. Remember, because they were embezzling for the unions or 
No. Yeah, I know. Look, Someone stole like three million euros. The biggest COVID silver lining is there wasn't a Christmas Prince four that we had to cover this year. Because <laughs> we have to cover it. We're morally. Blind. I know. Done, we're, we're, we watched we the fucking royal baby for fucking. We, we did a, a special episode for for fucking. Um, beep beep. Yeah, the third we, one. I genuinely couldn't remember how many there were. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of other like. Must watch this that you guys probably haven't seen. Great. Well, we'll do this again, probably. Who knows? This is the fourth year, so we don't want to miss. Fifth year. Uh, was this number five? We I don't want to. Remember. I was going to say, I don't want to miss number five, but. Look, you think anyone is going back and checking? Well, like, if anyone makes it this far, Bill. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. I'm the only one who would go back and check. <laughs> now we have one request. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Shout us out if you're guesting on an episode and you want us to do more things. <laughs> Um, let's know. We'll record an episode. Otherwise, Bill, uh, we'll talk to you in June for sure because we're recording that episode right after this. Maybe before that, but definitely in June for an unannounced. We'll just say it. We'll say the one movie that Bill, you guys can guess the month and the other things we're doing. Bill will definitely talk to you in June when we cover 1994's The Flintstones. <laughs> awesome. Otherwise, uh, good night. Happy Yuletide. Yeah, yeah. Happy Merry Chris Timber. A thing that a, a statement that's relevant right now. <laughs> happy. Uh, oh yeah, happy triple uh, triple exuary, where you watch a porn and jerk off every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry that uh, Pornhub has wiped so much of their content. I understand it might be a little bit harder to find content this time of year. It's for a good uh, reason. Though. I like to end uh, for a really good X reason. To te- triple X. January, uh, with an unhelpful note, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, so we gotta go, I guess, jerk off. You're probably very sleepy. Um, you've burned through all your endorphins for the day, so you're probably not gonna feel much. Uh, They don't listen to these at the same time of day we record them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Uh, No one's, like, staying up way too late on a work night and being like I gotta make it through this fucking podcast Aaron, I don't know if you've picked up on this but uh, my ideal audience member is me in a wig <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right oh god who's editing this <laughs> I am yes <laughs> uh, yeah Peter Peter just pictures himself and himself in a wig cuddled around a fire and I'm like that's our audience that's our audience. All right. Well, with that, uh, Peters, good night to all Peters in the world. <laughs> good night. Good night, all. Well, it's Christmas time again. Decorations are on. By the fire Everybody's singing All the bells are ringing out And it's Christmas All over Again Yeah, again Thank you so much for listening to We Love to Watch 
If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand. And you want to support the show. Show, we truly absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on iTunes. I know every podcast says it and it's because it really does help. And so every podcast wants that help. So please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically, they hopefully want to tune in and listen. And thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years. Uh, we really do appreciate you uh, with kisses and smooches. Peter and Aaron. <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>